This is the Oddfather Podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hello, Pastor Chris Matthews, a man who loves God but finds God baffling. <laughs> and hello, Dr. Pete, whose middle name is Baffling. <laughs> yes, it is. Hey, um, it's getting towards that time of the year as we record this particular session. But I want to throw um, this quote at you that I saw online. The observance of Christmas is not by design, by divine appointment, nor is it even in the Bible. Why do we make such a big deal of Christmas? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> because of him, yes. Yes. Um, okay. It's, that's, that is a fabulous question. Mm. And I th- think it, it leads into two quite different areas, I think, of mm-hmm. Christian thought and cultural thought, mm-hmm. which don't necessarily intersect well. Mm. Um, I think the, there's, the, there's this cultural idea that is perpetuated in and outside of the church that Christmas is a, um, a, a season and a, and a festival which has been stolen from pagan, yeah. pagan festivals and mm-hmm. we have appropriated it uh, in defence of the Christian faith, if you like, mm-hmm. to ward off the naughty pagan festivals that were in its place, uh, which I think is a great conspiracy theory. Yep. Um, just on that, uh, interesting, found some research from 1890. Now, this was just before you were born, so I'll... <laughs> Um, there was a, Sir James George Fraser wrote a book called The Golden Bough, A Study of Comparative Religion. Point out, thus it appears that the Christian church chose to celebrate the birthday of its founder on the 25th of December in order to transfer the devotion of the heathen from the sun to him who was called the son of righteousness. That's why he's saying. So, you know, yep. we, we took over the, the, what is it, Saturnalia, the Roman sun festival. However... Uh, Christian authors of the time do not note a connection between the solstice and Jesus' birth. Furthermore, furthermore, he goes on to say um, that first mentions of a date for Christmas around 200 AD were made at a time when Christians were not borrowing heavily from pagan traditions of such an obvious character. It was the 12th century, he reckons, that the first link between the date of Jesus' birth and pagan feasts were made. So 1,200 years later, that yeah. that thing came in. But now, oh, obviously that's what it's all about. Somebody pointed the finger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's also a symptom, especially in Christian circles, of, of uh, this idea that when when you start reading the Bible, the book of Genesis, uh, most people, and, and I guess it, if you're not reading other books beside the Bible, which I don't necessarily recommend, you take that <laughs> attitude, um, is that Genesis came to being in a vacuum and there was no other creation story, there were no other ideas floating around at the mm. time. Mm. And You're saying that's how we read it. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. And we forget that it, that it wasn't <laughs> a, a person mm. personal... Um, Adam wasn't writing notes yeah, at the yeah. time. Yeah. The, the the description of Genesis comes from a much later period, mm. and the, its actual purpose, in a lot of ways, was to rebut a lot of the other ideas, festivals, um, creation stories out there yeah. Yeah. to actually make make a great distinction about the fact mm. that why God wasn't like 
what all those other people thought. All the Babylonian yeah. gods and yeah. the and evil. It, and it wasn't this Martin. idea of God yeah. that just appeared out of nowhere. It yeah. was actually in, in a context of itself. Yeah. Yeah. And once you recognise this, I think that it, when it comes to people, places mm. and places, um, festivals like Christmas, mm. that the idea of Christmas itself, the, the importance of the, the, the birth of Christ, didn't arise out of a vacuum. Mm. And the fact that other people celebrated things at the same time isn't necessarily a question of stealing and, and appropriating yeah. and things. It, it just happens that it's a uh, that these things happen in a, in, a, in a context of their own. Yeah, ask anybody whose birthday is on the 24th of December how happy they are. Yes. It's like, oh, it's a coincidence. Yeah. But I think, I think what you've touched on there, though, is huge because the Bible, as we've said and as we know and we're sort of starting to get our heads around this, Genesis was written and it was written poetically and it was written to kick the gods that already existed out of the belief of the Jewish people. So it says, this is who God is. He's not like those other gods. Mm. And it was set up against what existed. So when you come to Christmas 25th of December, same thing seems to be happening. This is Jesus. He's not like those other things. This is what he's about. So you can see how yeah. it seems that it's been taken up the pagan things. and t- Same with the Virgin Mary. Um, a lot of churches have the Virgin Mary in because mm. there are no... Um, female saints, and yet other churches around then had female figures that you know made it very attractive for the women. Mm. Um, and yet, if you read Jesus talking to people, he's very, very powerful for women. Yes, and very keen on. Them. But that's that's what gets lost is that the the Bible has done a lot of this um, reinterpreting, and so Christmas is is it just another reinterpretation? Well, this is this is the fascinating thing, I think, and this is this is a theory of mine, uh, uh, and I haven't <laughs> checked it out. But what, well, part of it's a theory. Right. One thing that I do know is if we if we look throughout the Bible at mm. God's provision, yeah, that God, even in the beginning, the, the Garden of Eden was not a destination; it was a starting point. It was like the um, the staging the staging platform for planet Earth. Okay. Uh, he, he got these okay. two guys. Yeah. So what were their names? Adam and, and, um, and Eve. Yeah, yeah. Those I'm not two. sure they were both guys, though. Unless no, that's sorry. a totally different Bible, just quietly. <laughs> let's, uh, let's <laughs> There's two people, two humans. Yeah. When yeah. I say guys, I mean humans. Hadam, I believe, is except uh, when I yeah. don't. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, and they were beginning something. <laughs> they were starting a, a fresh mm. adventure, if you mm. like. And we know how that went. But God is in the business of resurrecting hope. And, and belief in, in humankind, and so every time God steps in to do this, He He doesn't provide a fully functional, completed object. He mm. He plants a seed, and I think that Christmas is a great example of rebirth, planting a seed, a new beginning. Mm. Um, if we Star Wars, a new hope. Um, <laughs> and so, so, so Jesus is the first Jedi. Yeah. Sorry, no, sorry. <laughs> Wrong story. So Jesus is the seed is what you're saying. Yes. And this, the story in, in air quotes of Christmas is the story of the seed being planted. Mm. And so it's right. it's actually part of a very common theme in the Bible. Mm. And so you know, a theory is that although um, it's not, uh, you know, it's more popular now than Easter, mm-hmm. which it theologically is – Unsound because Easter is yeah. Well, it's you know that is the crux of the whole Christian faith, whereas Christmas is it literally, fluff, literally fluff the crux. It yeah, is, it yeah, is exactly the cross. The cross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it, Christmas actually represents 
uh, an, a- an attitude of God mm. about rebirth and renewal and regeneration, which is actually quite a biblical theme. And that's why I think we find ourselves, and I've seen this a number of times in the last few years, or in, you know, in, in my years going to churches at Christmas time, how often the preacher on Christmas morning is presenting a really good message to reclaim the story of Christ. Yes. To reclaim that truth from the commercialization. And I think just to put, yeah, I, I, th- I think you're absolutely right, to put into context what's happened there is Valentine's Day never used to matter mm. until the florists, I believe, in the US in the middle of the 50s decided that they needed something else to help them sell flowers and chocolates. Yeah. Created Valentine's Day as a way of selling things. You look at, you <laughs> go into any shop pre Halloween. And it's yeah. quite clear that Halloween is now another commercial It's undergoing event. the same thing that Valentine's exactly. Day did. And Christmas, of course, uh, underwent that a mm. long time ago. It became a massive commercial thing, saying Coca-Cola and their Red yes. Santa and all that sort of thing. We can see all of that happening. So that has usurped the birth of Christ and turned it into a wonderful sales pitch. It has. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we can bemoan that. Yeah. But at the... At the at the end of it, even a commercial sales pitch. I mean, there's um, stores in Indonesia, and mm. I've, I've been to Kuala Lumpur, and <laughs> not around Christmas, unfortunately. But um, the the Christians there will tell you that they will wander into the stores in, mm. a, in a country which does not allow mm. the spread of the gospel, yeah. and they will all be playing Jesus uh, Way in a Manger, yeah. Silent yeah. Night, Christmas or, songs, Christmas songs, because they're Christmas songs. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Um, and so, no matter yeah. how commercial things get, no matter how disappointed we are that a lot of people sort of miss the core message, Yeah, the core message is always there. Yeah, yeah. I, there was another – I did look at another quote, uh, another website that had things that, you know, how do we know – is is Christmas Christian? And, and I think what you've just said is, yes, it is. We don't – the celebration and the, the, the festival is not. Mm. I think the festival is a commercial event. Yes, the truth of the seed being planted in the world of Christ—that's that's true. That's real. A uh, couple of couple of they had four reasons why it's not. Number three was Christmas is not Christian because lying is not Christian. There is no Santa Claus. Parents shouldn't lie to their children. <laughs> <laughs> Which I happen to think is absolutely brilliant. I remember getting I remember getting absolutely bawled out one day by a, a listener when I was doing the breakfast show for saying that we ha- we did a comedy sketch of, of, of Santa saying he's not real. And they said, but I haven't told my children that. Oh, okay. But their, <laughs> first one, their fourth one, I like this, Christmas is not Christian because there are Christian holy days that Jesus himself kept and Christmas is not one of them. <laughs> which I think is chicken and egg kind of well, which came first. But it's I mean, you point. could say because Jesus was not a Christian. That's a very good for a start. Ooh. Mm. So, yeah, all right. that'd be a great topic got, to get into. I've got a curly question for you to finish with, all right? You ready? Okay. Just one other thing that I find interesting about Christians' distaste of the commercialization of Christmas yeah. is that people will often um, spiritualize it. Santa is, of course, an anagram of Satan. <laughs> and they both dress in red. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And and uh, this is another one of these odd things about the Bible that, yeah. that people focus on, uh, forgetting the fact that Satan is actually not a name. Ah, uh, yeah. Because it, yeah. it's a title. It's a, the Satan. The, in fact, yeah. it's supposed to be pronounced, apparently, the sa- Satan. Yeah. Um, 
and is not a name. And so mm. I think we've got to be careful about getting uptight about how the world right. takes over our events. Okay, all right. Here's, here's my question then. Ooh, this, okay. this, is, this is my curly question. This is my, this is my I want a potato peeler for Christmas. All right, you ready? <laughs> okay. What does it look like or how can we or how should we peel away the stuff that isn't God at Christmas time? How do we do that? Because we, we've – and just while you ponder that, I'll, I'll make mm. the point that I've, for those of you who have listened to a few of these particular podcasts, we've mentioned that the problem with our understanding of God is that it gets it gets layered under it gets built up under layers and layers of people saying this and saying that. And we had the the Greekification, and we don't have souls, and all of these things that get put mm. on. This is a perfect example of the truth of Christ, as you said, the seed coming and being planted, just getting buried in commercialization. How do we peel that away? My first instinct is to think of a method, but my gut tells me that it's not actually our job to peel it away. It's, that's that, that's something I don't think we're equipped for. But if we focus on what's under there, it peels it away. I think if we fo- if we focus on Christ, we don't have to convince people to focus on Jesus, especially people who don't believe. But if they see that we have managed to find a truth a faith and a hope under all those layers, I believe that dissolves the layers for them and enables them to see it. So we peel it away with love. Well, with God. But God is love, so yes, that's, (laughs) that's correct. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. So, what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net, or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net, and check all the socials there, and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time, and keep asking those questions. 